since 1857, Australia has fallen in love with this great game. From the backyard to the park, to the local footy club, to the mighty MCG. It can bring you joy, it can bring you heartbreak. A new season brings new hope. We live it, we breathe it, we love this game. So when two best mates come together with a passion for footy, you know you're in for a show. This is Footy on the Downs. Hey guys, before we kick on with episode one, just remember to get on Facebook and give the page a like, Footy on the Downs. Well, here we are with our first episode of Footy on the Downs. Uh, Let me introduce myself, I'm Rob Baker, for those who don't know me, and um, I'd like to introduce my co-host. Big Bad Milo, we might just stick to Milo for now. Um, for those who don't know him, he's a two-time premiership player for Coolaroo, also had a stint at Highfields. And um, yeah, welcome to the show, Milo. Thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, we're just making this podcast as um, passionate um, footy lovers on the downs and um, and just AFL in general, I guess. And um been a bit of a idea I've had for a while to get a podcast up and running and um, yeah we'll see what we can do with it and see where it takes us and um, yeah just try and let the people know a bit of what's going on in town and you know and it's the off season at the moment and um, yeah how's uh, the off season treat yourself Milo? Pretty boring to be honest mate just missing my footy fix at the moment so um, just Catching up on some cricket at the moment, mate, to get me through to when the the real yeah. stuff starts again. Yeah, yeah, it'd be better if we had better opposition in the cricket. We know that much. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty interesting year in uh, Darling Downs footy this year with uh, uh, meant to be 10 teams in the comp turned into nine just before the start of the season with Dolby dropping out, which was a shame. So, yeah, we had nine teams in the comp and... Um, I think with AFLQ taking over and we all know Pat, Pat being the president of the um, comp this year, actually done a pretty good job. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Pat did a great job, mate. He's been been around the league for a long time, always done well with no matter what he's doing, whether he's running the umpire, whether he's running the league or just goal umpiring in general. He's a good bloke, Pat, and puts in a lot of time and effort and uh, yeah, probably showed this year as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's um, put it in good stead going over to AFLQ. It'd be interesting to see. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work next year when it's fully in the hands of AFLQ, but I guess time will tell. And um, yeah, no, really looking forward to it. Um, we'll go into a little bit. Um, yeah, for those who don't know me, obviously my name's Rob. Uh, I play for Coolaroo. Um, yeah, I've been up in the Downs for about since 2014. Started off at Highfields, 
where actually Milo, you were my coach. That's you're the person who got me there. Um, I believe you come to Highfields a year after winning a premiership with Coolaroo. That must have been pretty hard. Yeah, nah. Just looking for a new challenge at the time, mate. And uh, yeah, it's hard to walk away from a club that you that's all you know and things like that at the time, but felt like a new challenge and taking the reins over myself for a change and um you know, just trying to add a little bit to, uh, you know, to my bow myself. So it was a, yeah, it was a different year. It was a challenging year for myself, but um yeah, it was a learning curve, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll i still remember that uh, last game when we played for Highfields up against Coolaroo, your old club and um I think you and Adam Green were going for the shootout for the leading goal kicker, and yeah, I think you fell one short, was it? Yeah, I think it was one or two short, mate, to be honest. They were yeah. feeding Green you pretty well that day. I played the whole day. <laughs> I played the whole day on the ball. A little personal accolades like that. I don't chase so much, unlike our, our good friend Adam. So Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's, uh, he's a very good football young Adam, and it was well deserved by him. Yeah, that's right. Although he couldn't kick a goal to win a grand final, but we won't oh. go there. Oh, that's a low one. Hopefully, Adam's not, nah. hopefully Green is not listening to this. And... Yeah, we'll see. He knows I love him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, went back to Melbourne for a couple of years. I came back, uh, finished off the year playing for Highfields. I think we were in Div 2 at the time. Uh, started the next year in Div 1 where I was actually senior coach. Um, and then ended up after three games switching over to Coolaroo. Uh, yeah, honestly, it was just for the challenge and and to try and possibly win a premiership because I haven't won a premiership before and, you know, I really played on my mind and, you know, like um, I think it was commitment issues and whatnot, but um, we all know it's hard up on the downs to get a consistent side together each week and even numbers on the track. But I guess that did... Um, you know, get into my head a little bit. And, yeah, so I made the switch to Coolaroo. It was probably the best thing I'd done for my football at the time. Although last year, which we'll get into soon, we did finish sixth, so it sort of backfired a little bit. But, um, you know, I think this year was a um, pretty good year for myself and for the football club. So, um, yeah, what we will do, Milo, is get into um, the ladder from this year. And um, obviously, uh, Gundy finished on top, had 13 wins, two losses. Um, I knew they had a forfeit in there. Um, so they went up one spot from last season. So I think they were the standout team this year and um, very, very hard to beat at home. I don't even think they had a loss at home, to be honest. And, um, yeah, in second, we had Coolaroo, which uh, went up, yeah, four spots from six on the ladder to second. And, yeah, they had the 12 wins, three losses. They also had a forfeit too. So, um, I mean, for any team to come from out of the finals in the second on the ladder and lose a grand final by four points, that's a fair effort for the year. I think Warwick, um, third on the ladder, yep. They, yeah, finished fourth last year. So that's um, – we've had another pretty consistent year with nine wins, six losses, and, yeah, forfeit. So, yeah, pretty much count as 10 um, with their – which we'll get into as well, but with their um, their leader there, Ben Heppel. I think he won the goal kicker for the comp, kicked 80 goals for the year. So, 
I think that put him in good stead for another good season. Um, fourth on the ladder was Uni. Uh, down three spots or four spots, whatever. They obviously finished top last year, won the grand final in 2018. Um, three-peat, three that was. It was a three-peat, yeah. So sort of dropped down to fourth. You know, what goes up must come down. Hawthorne know all about that. Brisbane Lions know about that. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, they still had 10 wins, six losses. So they're up there, same points as uh, Warwick. So if it wasn't for percentage, they would have finished third. So it's a fairly good year for a team that's just come off a three-peat um, and probably lost a few players. I think they lost their coach as well. That's not a bad season. Uh, Highfields were the, probably the biggest jumper of the year. Um Showed signs of some really good football throughout the year. To come from, I think they finished eighth last year, and they've jumped up to fifth for their first finals appearance in Div One in senior football. So that's um, in the history of them. Yeah, I mean they've been around ten years now or so. So uh, two thousand and ten was their first year. Yeah, it's, that's a pretty good effort for Highfield. Um, South the Bombers they dropped from. I think they finished third last year. They dropped down to six. Uh, not exactly sure why such a big drop-off, but, yeah, you know, it all year to year, you can be a bit inconsistent. So possibly players going away or whatnot. But uh, I'm sure the South Bombers boys, they know all about what happened this year. South Burnett dropped a couple positions from fifth to seventh um, with three wins and 13 losses. So I should add that Highfield's, did have 10 wins as well. So Warwick Uni and Highfields, third, fourth and fifth, all 10 wins, 40 points, separated by percentage. So just goes to show that top five, which was the finals, was very, very tight this year. Um, yeah, South, the Bombers, eight wins, eight losses. Uh, go down to Toowoomba Tigers. I think, yeah, they've dropped the position from last year. They had the two wins. 14 losses. Actually, one of their wins was against Chinchilla. I filled in for them. Uh, I think I played a quarter and they sat me on the bench the rest of the game. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And Chinchilla. Um, I think last year, if I just look at my stats here. Yeah, they didn't have a win last year. Um, they actually had two wins this year. So, I know they finished bottom of the ladder, but... Um, yeah, they won round one against Toowoomba Tigers. So we'll start from the bottom, Milo. I mean, what's your thoughts on that ladder from this year? The the big movers and and the ones oh. dropping the ladder a bit. Oh. Uh, for the year it just went? Yeah. Obviously, Highfields, I think you you can't disagree. They were the big big improvers. Um, they challenged most sides throughout the year and were, were a lot more competitive and, and stuck with teams for a lot longer in games than they have in previous years, so... That was a positive sign for them. Um, you know, even you go down as far as Chinchilla, any team that you know goes from zero wins to two wins, it can only be a positive, I suppose. Um, yep. You know, they are in the bottom of the ladder still, but you know, any wins you take them, so it can only help build their, yeah, um, you know, their confidence going forward. And they probably have a few. Being a team out of town too, they they use quite a few numbers normally because they've got players on work rosters and things like that. So. Um, yeah. players they can go around the club can only help them and benefit them. Yeah. Um, you know, Coolaroo had a very good year. They had a very experienced coach come on board and Darren Copeland take take the reins. You know, a few other senior 
heads came back and played and it showed and, you know, nearly all but got the final job done, you know. Um, Gun to Windy, you can't take anything away from them. They were absolutely fantastic all year. Um, a, a good bunch of, of players and a very, from what I hear, a very good um, depth. You know, a lot of players missing out each week and things like that, which only makes your club even stronger when you've got things like that happening. That's right. So, um, South Toowoomba, they, they were very good early on in the year. Had a drop-off, I'm not sure. I don't really follow them too much, but you know, South Toowoomba will always be around, around the mark. And you, can, you can probably guarantee they'll bounce back and be back in the five next, next year coming too. Yeah, I did so, actually read that they've got a new coach which was announced either last week or the week before. So, yeah, his name's just gone past me. I can't remember his name, but, yeah, they'll be buoyed by that and, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, and Uni are the same. Uni will bounce back again. They they finished fourth, I think you said, and they're they pretty up and down throughout the year. I know they struggled for numbers at, at certain times of the years, but um, yeah, they'll, they'll always be a competitive side. So, uh, Toowoomba Tigers probably have a bit of work work to do out of the city teams, and it is hard at the moment with people with work, family commitments, things like that, to get numbers back. And um, yeah, we just gotta. Hopefully, keep strong on the downs, and people keep, you know, coming back to these clubs and and you know make it back to what it was probably five, ten, even ten years ago. It was, yeah, footy was great on the downs. We just got to get back to where it was. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so uh, so it was a pretty. I'd like to say it was a fairly even competition this year when you look at the top six. When you go Gundy, obviously, with a standout, they were a game clear on top of the ladder. Coolaroo, probably three games clear of third. So it was really a two-horse race in the end. But uh, obviously, in finals, anything can go either way. And, and Warwick Uni and Highfields battled out pretty well, even down to South with 32 points. And then you got your South Burnett Tigers and Chinchilla. Um, so... Move to our grand final day, and we'll just rattle off some scores here for the guys that don't know it. Uh, the under twelve, well, I guess, in this comp, we're pretty lucky for stats. If I had to go through a hundred stats, but we've got four comps basically. We've got seniors, women's, fourteens, and under twelves. And the day started with under twelves, and South Toowoomba. Ended up beating Uni 9-3-57 to 2-6-18. So congratulations to the Bombers on that victory for their club. Uh, Uni in the uh, under-14s beat Coolaroo uh, 12-9-81 to 3-3-21. So that was a pretty big win for Uni. Uh, and in the women's, I think Toowoomba Tigers took out their fifth straight flag. Uh, I could be wrong on that one, but I'm pretty sure it's five flags in a row. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this five have been a dominant side for quite some time up there on the downs in the women's. Yeah. So um, Neville Jericho has them going quite well there. Yeah. Uh, um, very committed with their women's team there. That's um, it's good to see. So they ended up beating Uni 9-7-61 to 3-7-25. I was there for the 
first quarter and a bit before we got ready for the grand final. And it was a pretty close tussle to start with. I guess um, Tigers just ran away with it. And in the seniors, I mean, it's hard for me to talk about, but Gundy ended up running out winners against Coolaroo, 7-9, 51 to 5-17-47. Uh, I think Coolaroo were up by 24 points in the first quarter and, um, they're up by a couple of points at half time and didn't kick a goal after half time while you were there spectating. Yeah, mate, when you have six extra scoring shots and can't kick a goal for two and a half quarter, um, you're not going to win a game and a grand final at that. And you probably don't deserve to, in all fairness. Um, yeah. But in saying that, it was, a, it was a great grand final, it was a great finish. And, um, yeah, it was you know, Gun the Windy broke their hoodoo after I couldn't tell you how many years, but quite some time. Um, I think it might even be up to 18 or 19 years since the last one won. I think 2000, um, they beat Coolaroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, 18 years, 19 years, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, no, they, they were the standout team all year. They they just probably wanted a little bit more in the end and they got it. And congratulations to them. And that's football. Yeah. We can't, you can't win more, unfortunately, Rob, for your sake. But um, No, no. Uh, I won't take nothing away from Gundy. Um, yeah, look, I mean... Any team that's probably four, nearly five goals down at quarter time to show resilience like that and, and just hang on. You know, even I think we had the last four scoring shots, all points. So um, even then, we kept, coming, we kept coming and coming and coming and they just, um, they just held on. They kept taking marks in their back line and clearing the ball out and it just kept coming back in. And, I mean, to their credit, they've done a really good job and deserve the win. Kills me to say it. I still find it hard to go to Rockville and, and be around the place. I'm pretty keen for pre-season to start and, yeah, and just get on with it and, and look forward to 2020. But all right, now that we're through the um, bit of a chat about the 2019 season, we'll just uh, have a quick run through the teams. And um, I've got some interesting stats as in with uh, player numbers throughout the year and um, – well, we'll start at the bottom. We'll go with Chinchilla. Chinchilla actually. Well, you work to earn a living, but on weekends comes the time. You can do whatever turns you on. Get out and clear your mind. Me, I like football. There's a lot of things around. When you line them up together, the footy wins hands down. had 56 players come through this year. Uh, they had, uh, I think it was one one to 10 games. They had 43 players that played one to 10 games. So with the 11 plus games, they had 13. So looks like a lot of fill-ins. If I look down my stats here, there's a lot of people that played just one game or one or two games throughout the year. So as you spoke about before, it's hard in the um, sort of more remote sort of country towns to get the players with work and whatnot. But um, I think their, their leading goal kicker was Sheldon Webber with 16 goals. 
So, I mean, yeah, they had some pretty big losses, Chinchilla, Milo. Um, I look back, they actually lost a game to Gundy, and it was... It was a very big game, I remember that one. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was like 385. Yeah, here it is, yeah. 62-13, 385 to nil. Yeah, so, it's, a big day. it's a big day out for sure. Like I said, it's, you go throughout 57 players, 43 play, one to 10 games. It's, it's hard to build any continuity between a team. It's hard for anybody you know, to know how, you know, get any game plans going, you know, certain things like that. And, um, you know, they've probably got a lot of people on call and on roster workout and um, the gas rigs and the things out there. And, um, yeah, it just makes it hard for anyone. But, you know, mm. they do have 47, oh, 57 players, sorry, that went through this year. So, you know, they could build from that next year and, and hopefully keep some people around a bit more permanently. And hopefully, you know, those players that play one to ten games might get a bit of an itch up for them and, and you know, want to commit a bit more permanently, which can only help help them a lot more. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, you're spot on there. I think they won round one. And they had another. They actually beat Tigers in round one. Imagine you win two games for the year, win round one, you'd be up and about, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, yeah. Round twelve, they beat uh, South Burnett by one point. So yeah, no, good on them. Uh, I hope the guys out there stick to it. It's always good to have extra numbers in the comp, and um, I know I know they might get beaten a lot, but um, you know, I guess it's uh, everybody loves playing footy. I mean. I mean, we're obviously out there to win premierships, but at the same time, it's good to be around the boys and the girls, I guess, and be around a footy club. So, yeah, well done, Chinchilla, on 2019. So next we move to Toowoomba Tigers. Um, what they have? 75 players go through this year. Um, you know, there's a few names in there I see that were fill-ins, maybe from other clubs, especially I played one game for them against Chinchilla. And... Um, yeah, 75 players. They had 62 players that played one to 10 games. 62. Let that settle for a minute. And they had the 13 regulars that played 11-plus games. Um, it's always going to be a tough year you, when you've got that many players, even more than Chinchilla. Um, their leading goal kicker was Jaden Smith with 15 goals. You know... Um, and their best and fairest winner was Jaden Smith, and runner-up was Michael Bailey. Good old Bales. Um, so, yeah, seventy-five players, Milo. Yeah, probably comes back to exactly what I just said about Chinchilla, doesn't it? With numbers yeah. and things, and especially in yeah. town, you know, you've got your established clubs, and without, you know, saying it these days, a lot of people that come to town have a look at Sporting Pulse, and you know, when they want to join the club, they seem to pick out t- teams that are travelling all right. So, it's, yeah, it's right. Tigers are going through a rough patch the last few years and uh, they're still turning up and they're putting the team out in the peak and that's all you can ask from them. Um, yeah, they've got support from everyone else in the league, you know, to help them out where they can. I know they pick up a few players from other clubs when they can and we just, people just want to play football and want to play against a team. So, t- you know, Tigers are turning up each week and they're doing the best they can. That's um, right. Let's just hope we can find some... Ways to help the whole league grow in, in that sense, not just the couple of teams that are travelling all right. Yeah, well, the game I did play for them, they're a good bunch of guys um, from the blokes that I met and played with. And, you know, they had a, they had a full team that week. And, 
you could just sort of get that vibe that they were they were just happy to be there and have a run and it wasn't so much about result. Although that day um, they did win 226 to 21. So I guess it was, I guess that's why they're up and about as well. But uh, yeah. Uh, so next we moved to South Burnett. Uh, actually had more than Tigers, 76 players that come through. Um, yeah, they had from one to 10 uh, it was 63 players that played one to 10 games. So obviously a lot of fill-ins there. You know, call a, as um, my coach, Darren, calls it, call a friend round. Um, same as Tigers, same as Chinchilla, 10 plus or 11 plus games, 13 players. So they had their, their core group, I guess, of, of the 12 or 13 players and the rest were fill-ins each week. That's pretty hard to get a team up and about. Unfortunately, don't have the best and fairest winner as it's not online yet. But um, congratulations to him. The leading goal kicker was Jared Hill with uh, 28 goals. If he's the guy I think he is, he's a um, reasonably talented bloke. So good luck to um, South Burnett for next year. And next we'll move over to South Toowoomba. Uh, 40 players come through their club this year. They played a game. Um, only 24 players from one to... 10. So it's already starting to show up that, you know, when you've got less players playing that sort of fill-in role, you, you tend to win a few more games. 11-plus um, players was 16. So that's a pretty good core group. I know that they do get up the training there and they train hard. Um, best and fairest winner for South Toowoomba this year was uh, Colin Slatter. Um, I think I remember who that might be. Um, hey, sorry, Colin. Colin's a good little footballer. Yeah, that's good. Um, look, I don't have all the stats to know if it's his first or uh, second or third, fourth, best and fairest, but congratulations Form- on winning. Sorry? Former, former Warwick footballer, Carl. He's a, okay. Gives, adds a lot of run to their side and he's a, he's a good footballer. Oh, there you go. No, that's great. Um, I'm sure I'd know him if I'd seen him on the field. Uh, Runner-up was Bradley Knowles. I know um, Bradley, not personally, but I remember playing against him. I do know him. He's... Very, uh, yeah, he runs hard all game and um, gets a lot of the ball and uses it um, pretty good, actually. So, must, be, must, must be a good fella, bro. He's from Tasmania, so... Oh, is he? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we stick together. <laughs> yeah, for there. people that don't know, Big Bad Milo, he's a Tassie boy. He's, uh, yeah, he loves Tasmania. Anyway, uh, the leading goal kicker was uh, Wesley Seawold, 48 goals, and... Um, uh, Second best goal kicker there was Kurt Webb with 46. So that's pretty consistent, 48 and 46, your top two players. Yeah, um, Wesley, Wesley missed a bit of football too. I think he did his shoulder against oh, – he might be against Coolaroo. Um, yeah. Um, um, I'll tell you, actually. The year, so he's, he's a new recruit to the club this year. Yeah, he played 11 games. So that's not yeah. a bad result. Um, no. from, yeah. And he, kicked, he actually kicked 12 in a game, so that's a fair effort. And um, – Four times in the best players. So, well done, Wesley. I'm leading goal kicker down at the club. I know you love a goal, Milo. Full forward yourself. I hate a goal, mate. Hate a goal. <laughs> no, don't be modest. You kicked over 600 goals in this comp, mate. So, we all know you love a snag. Anyway, uh, we'll move on to Highfields. Yeah, as we said before, up-and-coming team this year. They've uh, went only through 37 players. So... Um, 
I think their one to ten was only seventeen players. Their ten, uh, eleven plus Milo was twenty players. What does that tell you? It tells you a lot of consistency right there. And people turn up wanting to play football together. That's, yeah, yeah that I tells know. You. I know they're. Um, their coach who left them last year and then they got a new coach this year in um, good old Bert Cherry. Um, actually worked with Bert. And no, he's a good bloke. I think he's um, out of the um, Lions Academy. Uh, he brought a lot of structures to that club, a lot of um, respect. A lot of, fr- and- a lot of friends and young fellas come back and played together, which helps too. You know, people playing with you know their mates and things like that. They, you know, it was probably a handful of them came back from that were playing down the Brisbane under 18's comp and other, you know, down there. So That's right. um, they came back up here, and you know, which is good too for the league. They're giving back to the Darling Downs Fully League and they're making it stronger and things like that. And that's what you want to see. You don't, you want to see these teams coming up and, um, and you know, putting on these good performances against the top sides and only making the league stronger and, and the up-and-coming kids stronger. So it's good to see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was actually good to see Highfields push up the ladder this year after a few years down near the bottom. Um, uh, so their leading goal kicker was Zach Chimes. I know he didn't play last season while I was there or at the start of the season. and He hasn't played for a couple of seasons, I'm pretty sure about that, but he kicked 38 goals this year, so that's not a bad return. And actually runner-up in the goal kicking was Jaden and Mitch Johnson brothers, 24 goals apiece. So we know Jaden um, played down for Western Magpies in the under-18s, is it? Is it 18s yeah. or 19s down there? Uh, it's 18s down there, yeah. 18s, yeah. So he come off a premiership with um, uh, Sheafy, Jacob Sheaf, last year. And they cut, they're, the, they're the ones you're talking about that have come back from the under-18s. Yeah, yeah so, there's a few of them. And then you've got the Cherry Boys and that, that came back. You know, I don't know where they've been playing. They just had a bit of time off. Um, yep. they, were, they were consistent throughout the whole year and, they just yep. obviously, by, by the numbers you've just rattled off then, they just had a good core group of people that were committed. Yep. And you, you, you talk about people like Zach, Zach, who hasn't played off at War for quite some time, actually. But, um, you know, I don't know how much Zach would have done this year. Anyway, it's hard, it's hard to get him out of that forward line when he's up no. there <laughs> when he's about. So. Yeah, actually a good user of the footy. So, um, I mean, you had your, your um, usual, you know, good players in um, Smithy, Hayden Smith. I think it says he played only 11 games this year. Yeah, he, um, he a lot of work commitments when I spoke to him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, although, out of 11 games, he's in the best eight times. It just goes to show quality of footballer there. Um, absolutely cleaned me up this year when we are out at Highfields. I think it was well, a bit of a... Well-deserved, too, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably. Actually, I would um, had broken ribs from the week before, and I was in a lot of pain. Um, didn't do much that game myself, so but yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd certainly know when Hayden's hit you. Yeah, well, for <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> for a young team, um, to be honest, from experience against playing against them this year, uh, I think last year we beat them by like 150 something points, and this year I think, I think one of the games we only beat them by nine points. So it just goes to show how well they sort of come back this season, and and I, and I remember actually down in the back line and one of their players is like, we're not going to let them run all over us this year, boys. And, I mean, to have that attitude, that, that's great. Well done and good luck in 2020. Um, we'll move on to uni. Coming off a three-peat, like Milo said before, they had 54 players come through. I think, yeah, one to ten games was 36 players and the 11-plus was 18. So, fairly good consistency there. Uni's one of them teams, Milo, um, 
especially coming off three premierships in a row, you're always worried to play them. I think uh, the Ruse played them. Oh, I can't remember which round it was, but um, we were played copy. Around, played them in round one. We played it. No, it was round two. We had the bye round one. But oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, our first game this year was against Uni, and that was a good win for us. But then we come up against them at Uni, and we got cocky. I think we're up by three goals in the first quarter. Yeah, we got complacent, and they ended up running away 74 to 52. That was a pretty dismal loss for us, and it was a bit of a wake-up call. And actually, um, glad that we didn't have them in the finals because we know Uni's are, on, on their day a very quality side, and they've still got a bit of that core group from the um, three-peat. And, yeah, no, so, no, they had another good year. It was just, I mean, it's hard to... Um, you know, back up after three premierships in a row. I guess, you know, nothing else really matters after that, does it? Unless you win a premiership. So, but uh, I know there'd be other clubs in the um, comp that would love to have finished fourth on the ladder this year and have 10 wins. But yeah, so their best and fairest this winner was Mark Henning. And um, if it's a guy, I think it is number 10, possibly in the back line. Absolute weapon down there. He, the way he organises that back line is, um, would be like Matt Scarlett or your uh, Alex Rance type, you know, very vocal um, <clears throat> and just flies into any contest, puts his body on the line. And, yeah, I see, well, worthy, obviously, of a best and fairest. So congratulations to him. And runner-up was Jake Hawksworth and um, uh, really sort of, uh, beast of a midfielder Jake is and yeah he has a good crack uh, leading goal kicker was Jaden Fidge with 55 goals and the wizard Harry Potter with 33 goals so well the done wizard. To... the wizard <laughs> I'm sure that's his nickname down there I actually don't know that but that's his nickname now sure uh, you're a wizard Harry you're a wizard Harry uh, <laughs> Right, oh, move on to Warwick. We're getting through them here. Uh, Warwick had uh, 49 players come through. Jesus, when you really look at it, Milo, before I continue, there's a lot of players that had a game of footy this year. Would you agree? Like, I mean, oh, South Burnett, Toowoomba. I don't, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but if you had the yeah. through the through the whole league, it's a lot of body footballers, isn't it? And That's right. It goes to, goes to show, you know, we go back five years, I think. Maybe 2015 was the last year of two, I don't know, when reserve, reserve grade was still around, teams had two teams, I think it might have been 2015. Yep. Um, you know, there was some Coolaroo University, there was a few teams that had two teams. You know, Highfield's the year I coached out there, we had solid numbers for two years and, it, you know, that's the way we could get football back on the downs. Uh, you know, if teams are getting 70 odd players, that means people know people that want to play a game of football. Um, we got to get them keen and we got to get them on, wanting to play every week, you know. Um, there's no reason why a football league like Darling Downs couldn't have seniors and reserves again. Um, and this is going this is going through all, all the things. Not not so much a, a Div 1 and a Div 2 and splitting the league up again because I don't, I don't believe in that because we want the all footballers playing against everyone. We want Chinchilla being able to try and challenge themselves against the best teams, not just being happy to be down in Div 2 and things like that. But um, obviously over the last few years, I haven't seen Kularu myself, especially 2018. Like we struggled for numbers at times and things like that. Um, but we really need to somehow get football back out there and promote it and, and get people wanting to play it every week. And 
it shows that certain, there are lots of numbers on these lists, 70 players, 60 players, 50 players. You know, I don't That's know right. if, they come, if they're coming for a game from other sports and things like that, but we need to somehow try and promote it to get them there every week. It will, yeah. only, will only boost teams, you know, and and, and help help them in, in the long run. But there's no reason. Like 2014 was, I, I remember that year, and that was phenomenal. Uh, 2013 even, uh, especially from a career perspective, we won every single grade that was poss- possible at all. 14, 16s, reserves, seniors, five, you know, five flags and, yep. in one. And football was strong. There was, you know, there was good numbers at training on the track and there was people wanting to play and there was people upset when they were missing out and that, and that only drove them even harder to play, you know, to want to play better and the higher level. And they still got their games because there was a reserve grade for them to play in, you know, and it was, it was a really good, it was, it was really, really good. And that's yeah. the way we, want, we we need to get football back on the downs again. We need to, you know, start start at the junior level and the school level and start pushing them up and, you know, promoting that, you know, it is a great sport and it is well, the greatest, greatest sport. Exactly. And, and, um, and yeah, we yeah we just got to look after our own backyard and, you know, and give these kids a reason to stay on the downs instead of having to drive to Brisbane and that. And it was very disappointing this year to see that, there was no 16s or 17s, and no. we had the, had the was it the Toowoomba Roos, I think they were called that travelled to Brisbane. That's right. Each, yep. Each weekend, the the combined uh, Toowoomba Tigers and Coolaroos initiative, and I thought that was fantastic because the kids still got a game of football and they still had somewhere to go. But now, as they you know the older level kids, you know, step through that level, we need to retain them into senior football and things like that. And it is very hard with kids that got to work and things like that. And, we just need to make sure that um, there's a reason for them to want to play the game and, and things like that. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, you're spot on there. Uh, look, we can all do our bit. We can all help out. Um, we will get into this more in other episodes, but um, yeah, I mean, th- that's part of the reason for wanting to put together a podcast with yourself and um, and, and really promote this sport because, yeah, we... we I mean, yeah, we've obviously got the numbers. It's just more the commitment and, um, yeah, just trying to get people on the track and, and enjoying it. And, you know, if, um, if we can do our little bit and, um, you know, I'll continue to do that. So, yeah. All right. Let's get back into it with uh, Warwick. Yeah, as we said, they had 49 players. I think they had the – what's that? That's 31 players that played the 1-10 to 10 games. That's not too bad. 11 plus was 18. That's a very good core group there. Um, leading goal kicker, also the leading goal kicker in the comp was uh, Ben Heppel. Kicked 80 goals. Loves getting on the lead. He loves kicking a snag. And he loves celebrating too. He's probably the biggest celebrator out of all the uh, leading goal kickers in the comp. <laughs> and Probably, um, probably only because I've retired now, mate. <laughs> yeah, righto. And... Um, Runner-up goal kicker was Ty Clarkson, 26. We all know he's a midfielder. We all know who Ty is. Um, actually, no uh, Bess and Ferris on line yet for Warwick. And so uh, congratulations there, Bess and Ferris. When we do have them available, I'll sure to give a shout-out. Uh, we'll I, inter- I, was, I was interested to see who won the Bess and Ferris, actually. Yeah, no. Look, I mean, I'm only getting um, information off Facebook or off the internet, and if it's not up yet, I don't have it. Um, I'm sure with this being our first episode, Milo, that um, things will become more comprehensive. 
and yeah. I'm sure I'll get more contacts and networks and be able to make phone calls and yeah. yeah if, but, any, um, if, anyone, if anyone knows these winners, feel free to reach out to Rob Rob Baker on Facebook. He's always willing to take anyone's phone calls and. Uh, I'm pretty sure on the uh, podcast on the um, anchor dot com there'll be a um, there'll be a link there to leave a voice message. So uh, at any time, yeah, guys, if you want to leave a voice message and um, I can put it on and answer any question that you've got. Uh, right, oh, move on to Coolaroo. Um, <clears throat> we had 43 players come through this year. I know that our coach and our assistant coach both had a game, so we'll scrap them and we'll make it 41 players. <laughs> Because um, I know they didn't want to play, but uh, one to ten players was twenty-one, and the eleven plus was twenty-two. So that's a full team that was like the core group. So it just goes to show compared to the other teams, and not taking anything away from them, but when you've got twenty-two guys that are like the core group that play eleven plus games in a season, it just shows you can be uh, that a little bit more successful. Um, best and fairest this winner was Adam Green Had a uh, really good season He played every single game for the year He played all 20 matches Kicked 72 goals So that includes in our leading goal kicker um, And yeah, uh, runner-up goal kicker was actually myself It's pretty woeful, 23 goals Just sort of give a little mention there But take it as I can get, Milo um, they, also, they also had the... Um... The Holman Mill, like equal Holman Mellis, Clover. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, well, yeah, that's that's. I was going to get to that, but um, Holman medalist this year was tied. Um, Charles Youngman from Gundawindi and uh, Michael Langton from Coolaroo. So Langer's had a, um, yeah, he had a very good year, um, and so did um, Charles Youngman. Not sure what his nickname is, but. I'll remember him now after the grand final. He was an uh, absolute gun. And um, well done to the pair of them for winning the Holman medal. Always such a great honour. Did you ever win one, Milo? Uh, not even close, mate. Umpires don't, don't watch full forwards, unfortunately. So, <laughs> um, yeah. we, we sort of get forgotten about quite a lot. So any umpires out there, you, you realise those forwards do work hard and they do still... Uh, yeah, midfields do a lot of work, but forwards still got to mark the ball and finish off with the goals. So start yeah, paying, okay. paying the forwards a bit more respect, would you? <clears throat> That's including you, Nathan Hayes. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. No, well, um, so that's, um, yeah, obviously we spoke about before, Coolaroo from out of finals last year moving up. Um, I actually had a very, um, very good year playing with them quite enjoyable. I can only speak on behalf. Uh, Milo and us, Milo and myself, sorry, have promised not to be biased, obviously both from Coolaroo or, well, and Highfields as well, I guess, but we're going to do I'm our not, best not to be biased, guys, and, um, yeah. I've got more, more, more clubs than bloody Tiger Woods, mate, I've been linked with, so there's been no bias there. Yeah, well, you know I have too, so I guess we're on the, um, that's why we get along so well. We've been here, there and everywhere and seen a lot and that's why we love football and we love talking about it and even when we're not on on air here, that's all we're doing is um, talking about footy, talking about sport in general, but yeah, we just absolutely love it. I love it. Um, born and raised with it, guys. So we moved to Gundy, Milo, the standout team of the comp, blah, blah, blah. Nah, uh, they actually had <laughs> only 35 players that played a game this year, 35. 
that's, that's not, that's, yeah, that's, that's that's absolutely remarkable when you think about it. for a team that travels two and a half hours every week. That's to Toowoomba, not when they got to go out to even South Bend. Yeah. I think that's about five hour trip each way. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's absolutely phenomenal. Like, you can't take that for granted whatsoever. So very well done to Gunda Windy, and and that yeah. shows their player retention and things like that too, and how how much of a core group they were. Yeah. From what I heard, they had massive numbers too. They had a lot of blokes missing out every week and yep. shown on grand final day and a few other times they came into town, they had a lot of players that weren't playing but travelled, you know, yeah. two, plus, two plus hours each way just to watch their teammates play and that, that's, that builds a good rapport amongst the group and shows why they were so strong at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, you're right. Um, when I look down the list here and oh, we'll, we'll start with the goals. Um, David O'Toole, 73 goals, leading goal kicker for the um, for the club. How many, games, how many games did he end up playing? Because he, uh, he missed quite a bit towards the end there. Yeah, he, he played 14. So you take yeah. out two, only played two final games. So 14 out of 16 he played. I think he'd done his Achilles with a couple yeah. games to go or a game to go. So, yeah, 73, 73 goals. He kicked 14 in a game. I'm guessing that was against Chinchilla when they romped them by 385. Um, Another good Tasmanian there, David. <laughs> I don't think you mind you saying that. Only in the best four times. That's a bit rough when you're leading goal kicker. But anyway, um, Joe Verney kicked 66. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, Gundy must have just... Yeah, they kicked a lot of goals this year. Joe Verney, runner-up, 66. I'll look down the list. I've got um, Angus Croft on 34 goals. Big um, Hey? It's a big Crofty. Yeah. Hard to move that way. Yeah. Um, Parker about that one. Yeah. Sparks will love that. Um, Charles Youngman kicked 26 goals. Um, the Holman medalist. And, you know, a few of you, like 15, 16, 18 Goals like that's yeah, that's just a really good return. So just goes so to show that they had four or five players that kicked twenty plus goals and a couple yep. that kicked fifty plus. So that's it, um, right. Shows their options, isn't doesn't it? They weren't yeah. limited just to David like they probably have been. No, well, or Crofty. So oh well, I say no tool floating down into our forward line when we played in one game at Rockville. I think that was the only game we played them four times this year, and we only beat them once at Rockville and. Yeah, just the um, experience that he has. He just knew he had to get down in the back line and try and stop us. But I guess on the day, it didn't help. But, yeah, just, yeah, not always down forward. Always sort of known him to float into the midfield as well. He might be parked more down in the forward line these days. But, um, yeah. I don't think David's getting any younger, so. (laughs) No, it'll be interesting to see if he goes around next year. um, Coming off the Achilles. Sorry? Tazzy's, he loves his football. There's no way he wouldn't go around. Well, he's, I'm going he's around out, and he's missed. He's missed out on that that elusive slag they've been chasing. So oh, that would have um, killed. That would have stung. Well, it stung me to lose it by four points. So we're on the same page here. So um, uh, we'll go there. Best and Ferris was Charles Youngman, their Holman medalist, and runner-up was Tyson Hagel or Hagel. Not sure how you pronounce that. I'm sure he knows and his mates know. So congratulations to the uh, award winners there. And um, yeah, so that's a bit of a insight into the year that we had. And look, it was a. Well, I can only personally speak, and I'm not sure how people around the comp sort of felt about it. But 
it was a pretty good year. I mean, we had one forfeit for the year. It was a bit disappointing for um, a club perspective. It was our sponsors' day, so it was unfortunate. But there was um, three forfeits for the year. Um, so that's not too bad when you look at um, the numbers of players and, and the one to two players that only or the players that only played one to two games. It just shows that you're struggling for numbers every week, them sort of clubs. And, I mean, for only three forfeits, I actually thought there'd be a few more. So, you know, congratulations to them. With these numbers um, too, with the numbers too, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very hard for clubs unless, you know, hopefully we get, you know, AFL Queensland dig in deep for us because um, if there's no 16s and 17s, I'll be the first one to come out and say this league will be in tatters in five to ten years because without the kids coming through from going from under 14s, you know, this is a 14-year-old kid, where does he go with his next bit of football? Straight That's to Brisbane. Right. They're playing a good standard of football in Brisbane. If they're good enough, they make it. If they're not, they, go, they, don't, they just give up on the game. We need to have a pathway for all these kids to go somewhere. And yes. we cannot afford to let them walk to other sports. Can't afford to let them go to rugby league. Can't afford them to go to soccer, hockey, you know, basketball, things like that. You know, no, that's right. They, they want to play. They're already playing this game because they love it, and we need to be able to provide those pathways for them. And so we, exactly. as a whole whole league, have to bound. You know, whether it's I wasn't a fan of the AFL the other year that they played in the seventeens, but it got them playing football, and that's what we got to do. We got to keep them playing football, whether it's um, you know smaller team sizes, game size. I don't know whether there's. But well, we've, got to, we've got to put our minds together and work out something because 15 to 17-year-olds, it's proven it's the hardest age to keep people interested in football because they get girlfriends, right. they, they get girlfriends, they get jobs, they're studying to finish their schooling. It's very it's very hard, but that's the ones we've got to work the hardest on at the moment because we don't seem to have any trouble getting kids up through Auskick. We don't. Under 8s, 10s, 12s, there seems to be plenty there, but when they get to that... Late teenage years, it's where we're really struggling to keep them on board at the moment. And it probably goes to show with local teams with, you know, player retention and these numbers because we don't have the numbers coming through like we did once. Exactly. And you make some really, really valid and good points there. And I guess first things first, we have to keep the under-16s team at least to go to Brisbane next year. So, and, and... I guess the um, the hierarchies and, and um, from each club and from the competition need to obviously get together and nut it out and see what we can do with junior football. I know that the numbers were good through under eights, tens, twelves, fourteens. When I say really, they weren't really good, but they were good. They were good enough. We had a competition. I actually coached under tens last year. It was quite enjoyable. The kids loved it. So I hope they come back next year. And I know uni had really strong numbers. Souths, Tigers, um, Highfields had a few numbers. So, yeah, like you say, the juniors, the, the, the smaller juniors, they're really strong. So it's the 15 to 17-year-olds that we really need to tap into and what can we do. And if anybody's got any ideas, don't be afraid to let us know. And, um, yeah, we're sure to, like, yeah, do a lot more research. And um, I'm very keen to do that and, and get on board and try and help the comp as much as I can. I'm very, very passionate. You are too, Milo. I know it. Yeah, mate, always. I do whatever I can to, for football. So whether it's Coolaroo or anyone, I always put, you know, put my hand up to help out in any way because I love yeah. the game and I, you know, I, I stop and talk to parents and things every week and even people that, parents that I coach 
juniors when I first came to uh, Toowoomba in 2008, no one, I've still got quite a good rapport with them and they know what I've put in and what I've done over the years. So I will try and help anyone out. And um, There's new, obviously, advisory boards, AFL Queensland now, led by Charlie Aston up here on the Downs and a few other uh, locals that, that, you know, if anyone out there does have, you know, any issues and things like that, these are people we've got to go talk to and we've got to see. And uh, mm. they'll, rep- they'll represent the league as best they can and they're there to to try and keep the league moving forward and that's what we need to do. We need to tap into this and we need to let AFL Queensland know that we, you know, it's at the end of the day, kids going to Brisbane is fantastic. They're playing a better level of football, but we need to build up the Darling Downs to a level where they don't need to go to travel to Brisbane. Exactly. Uh, half a dozen years ago, 10 years ago, we had Repsol, we had under, under 18 Crows and Rams, it was before that. We even had under 16 Crows there for a while. We have even had under 14 Crows uh, travelling to Brisbane on Sundays, but they still played their club football Saturdays and they were effectively doubling up the playing of Repsol on the Sunday that played in Brisbane. And that's where we need to get our football back to. We need to get these numbers up to where they were strong, good club football on Saturday. If they want to try themselves at the next level, then they they can play again on Sunday. But that's right. So, so um, I guess it comes down to the people as well. What we want to do is get the word out there about local footy, and um, how to how how to make it great again in Toowoomba. We're not saying it's not great. We all love playing footy, but as uh, Milo was what he's touched on about the um the glory days a few years back where we had big numbers. How do we get back to that? How can we do it? So get the word around. Let's spread this podcast, guys. And, um, yeah, uh, that'll be enough for today, Ma. I think we've gone long enough. We could go yeah. all night talking about footy. And, um, yeah, so we'll make um, some new episodes probably in the new year or um, keep an eye out, too, for the AFL podcast that Milo and I are going to do, a bit of a sort of um, – what would you call it, Milo? A bit of a um, local hack type job on our knowledge of AFL and what we think, and have a bit of a chat about that. And bit of, yeah, bit, so. of, bit of bit of bomber bomber bashing for anyone out there that doesn't like us. <laughs> Don't like, say bit, that. Bit, bit like Rob, he hates he hates the bomber. So nah, I'll um, make it one eyed Essendon supporter, guys. But yeah, like I said, we won't be biased too much. Don't, don't hold um, that against him. Nah, nah, nah I'm sure. Like yeah. Um, We'll have some good new episodes coming your way soon. I'm going to continue to research and, um, yeah, in the next few episodes as well, we'll be um, having interviews with some some pretty good people. Some um, I'm sure Milo's got some good interest in people he wants to interview and so do I. And, yeah, guys, um, we'll go from there. And, Milo, thanks for coming on and um, being my co-host on the new Footy on the Downs podcast, trying to promote the game in Toowoomba in the Downs. No worries, Rob, any time, mate. All right, buddy, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We're actually recording on a Sunday, so, um, yeah, um, have a good week at work. And, um, yeah, good to see you and keep it up, guys. AFL rules.